0: Welcome to episode number 152, Film Fest Filmmaking. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle Brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed, this motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success, available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned into to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee-Velez. I am here with Gabe, Heck, yeah. Goose, Morgan, and Steve. Film Fest Filmmaking. In this episode, we have special guests, Steve Demba and Morgan Hart. We cover topics that range from filmmaking, cinematography, creative processes, film festivals, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Anatoly France and Booker T. Washington. Guys, if you're new, thank you for listening. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off, Morgan and
1: Steve, thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate it. Um, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Absolutely, thank um, you.
1: Yep. Yeah, uh, ever since I was uh, young, I would watch interviews and um, always admire from afar. So it's it's almost like a dream come true being here, being interviewed by you, gentlemen. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um,
0: yeah. So so for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, uh, starting with Steve,
1: uh, let us know. My main focus at the moment is filmmaking. Um, I've partnered up with uh, Morgan Hart, my cinematographer. We we have a plan of uh creating, you know, a a series of shorts this summer with our time off and because uh, a couple of months ago I was in pharmacy school, you know. Yeah. And um I had some time off in the springtime. So that's when I, I decided to pursue this passion I had in, in filmmaking. And um one thing led to another. One of my one of my classmates, a roommate, um, I int- which was Morgan, he introduced us and, you know, the rest was history. <laughs> My, nice.
2: My roommate introduced uh, Steve yeah. and I together. Ben, shout out to yeah. Ben. Shout out to Ben. <laughs> ben. <laughs> awesome. So,
0: so uh, Morgan, explain. You know what what you do and how how you got started.
2: Uh, well, right now um, I'm a, a cinematographer. Um, I do a lot of like freelance, self employed work. Nice videography, filmmaking. Been doing tons of short films um and i'm shooting a feature in my hometown right now which is in york pa nice and uh hopefully you have another really big project that i'm going to confirm soon but
0: very cool yeah that's awesome Mm -hmm. very cool um so so with filmmaking right um there's you know we talk a lot about you know how you get started you got started totally different than how you got started what does what does the creative process look like for for both of you so morgan i'll start with you um how do you generate ideas or how do you give a thumbs up um you know to to your next project or short film
2: um it depends on a lot of stuff yeah and since i do a lot of different things um that means there's more options and like right. more uh things to take into play with that but for like cinematography Um, right now I'm just looking for gigs and if it pays that's great Yeah. and and if it doesn't pay then it better be a really really good story sure Um, which is why we're working on No Good Deed and like you know yeah I I believe in it so that's why I'm doing it Um, and then hopefully out of that if it makes film festivals and whatnot then you know then you could get paid in the end yeah Um, but besides that good story and then something that um, I would say like something that I relate to, but that's yeah. not even necessarily true because I've been working on a lot recently that like I, I feel like I completely get like the director's vision or whatnot. Yeah. So I know what to do with that. Okay. Um. So yeah.
0: So how do you how do you actually generate ideas though? Is it just through um? We we've, we've previously had a filmmaker on, yeah. and it was a lot of it was just everyday things. He would see something, and actually the example he gave was um. He saw a gentleman walk around the car and open the door for his wife. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden his thoughts just went to, like, yeah. to uh-huh. figure out like, the story behind it. Yeah, he's like, I totally. wonder if he like, was mean to her during the day and had an argument or uh-huh. something like that. And he's just trying to make up for it. Or is he just a, that classy and he's a gentleman? Right. Um, so he just twisted all these thoughts and it just took off. And I'm like, meanwhile, I would look at that and just keep it moving. I'm like, that's a nice guy. Yeah, you know? I think
2: different <laughs> things like, attract um, different creatives to like, or like, spark like an idea or whatever. Yeah. For me, it's locations and people nice um like people that i meet if they're just like really interesting or something it's like all right i could like resolve or bring a story around you yeah because of like just your yourself yeah Um, yeah and then like a lot of settings like in philly and stuff that inspires me a lot too just because there's things in philly that are just completely unique and specific Mm. to philly yeah so i know that there's only a story being told there's like only I can tell the story or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So, so is is your creative Steve? Is your creative process similar or?
1: So uh, Philly is very underrated. I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to uh, it's artistry and some of the locations and just the views that you can get from Philly and the different people, it's mm-hmm. it's 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 highly underrated. Yeah. Um, my my creative process is. So it's weird. I can't birth an idea, but I can create a world out of somebody else's idea. So um, I'm always looking for inspiration. Um, that's where everything stems from. I-, I can't necessarily just create mine from sh- from uh, from nothing. Sure. And um, for for example, with uh, our first short that we did, <laughs> No Plow Stops for the Dead, uh, which debuted as a, a finalist at Penn. Nice. But... Uh, the idea came from a painting I just saw. I, I was I came across a YouTube uh, video of a of the description of a certain painting, and I just fell in love with the painting. And then I loved what um, its motif and what it was trying to illustrate. And I, I thought I could do that through film. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's cool. Um, so, how do you guys? So you know, we find inspirations
0: different ways. Um, is there like you, you know, how, like in fashion, right? So there's certain things that people start rocking because that's what's cool or that's what's you know in style whatever um it, does that happen in film so if there's like a specific kind of storyline like i felt like this happened at one point with like scary scary movies Sorry. or whatever
1: the jump scare uh yeah move that was happening yeah
0: yeah or what's or like the spoofs all of a sudden everyone's doing a spoof yeah, scary movies so, yeah, like yeah yeah it was like is that does that happen or is that
2: definitely uh, yeah I, no, you want to, sure sure for just, like, speak on cinematography. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, just in general, like, trends and film and stuff, of course, like, different genres popping up and, like, taking over and um, whatnot. But just, like, even to the smallest specifics with, like, cinematography, like, camera movement and everything. Really? Like, we are doing a lot of zoom-ins, and we get a lot of inspiration from, like, um... A24 movies and like really recent stuff and that's because like that's trending so yeah it feels modern it feels like new and it's not overdone and whatnot so yeah everyone and like the new equipment that comes out new technology there's always going to be something new so you're always going to be riding that wave of like the trends in filmmaking
1: yeah um yeah like for example um the the wide shot was big in like the 90s. Like these things can kind of be uh, dated at times, just like what's trending and like what's popping out. Um, yeah, right now it is uh, zoom-ins, that's what it seems like. But there are very similar camera movements that I've seen. It's many genres, so it's really hard to um, steal or take an idea, but I see a lot of um, camera movements that that just pop up that a lot of directors utilize.
0: Yeah. So can you speak a little bit about, you, you mentioned almost like an era with technology. So technology now, I mean, now they have like for your cell phones, they always have like those, those handles. What is that called? Like a, that moving, you guys, a gimbal. You? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so they even have that now for cell phones, right? I'm not, obviously it's not nowhere near the quality or whatever, you know, the equipment that you have. Um, but it's, it's almost like it's more accessible to do, To I guess, to release the ideas or the creativeness. Um, a way light. more yeah in a much cheaper scale
1: I guess um, now yeah. quality might be something totally different but yeah they're doing um, a director really went out of his way actually to show this he did a movie completely he shot it on an iPhone
0: I was, I was just thinking about that yeah,
1: yeah. wow really the Florida yep. Project was that it yep yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and it worked to his advantage because he used this technique where um, he would try to see at the kid's eye level so he would bring the iPhone down and oh. it didn't
2: my bad not the Florida Project Tangerine
1: Yeah, well, I'll take that all back. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. um, Wait, so hold on. Explain that again. That's fascinating. So he took, what do you mean? He took... Well, I guess it wasn't... That was for the Florida Project. Yeah, for the Florida Uh
1: Project. uh, A film seen through, like, a kid's perspective. which Uh, Which is really cool. I I really look towards things like that. Just treating the camera like it's... Well, personally, I like like giving it an outsider kind of feel to it. Yeah. Um, Like, as if it doesn't belong there. As if we're intruding into somebody else's life. Um, but what this director did was he, he took the camera and a lot of his shots came from uh, knee level because that would wow. be the the uh, perspective of a child at their height. And even when they would talk to the grown-ups, like, it would be a knee level kind of looking up, giving the grown-ups this bomberic uh, significance to them. Um, but, yeah, like, it's techniques like this that kind of inspire me in a way.
0: Yeah. So, how do you get inspired without like totally copying someone's idea, right? So, this happened to me when I was—I think I was like in third or fourth grade—and we had to write a book. And Lion King just came out, and uh, then I wrote my own book. It was called The Lion Queen, and I—I I swore up and down that it wasn't the same thing. Um, it was awful. I That's mean, I, even, <laughs> I like it, The Lion yeah. Queen. Yeah. Uh, Very appropriate. It it is. It is, especially in the era we live in now. I mean, I think it's perfect. Um, But it was called the Lion Queen, and I, you know, you know, I didn't do too good in the grade. Um, But I got, I got credit for, you know, actually, you know, going through the actual process of the, you know, writing a book and all. Uh, But how does one avoid that? Like with, you know, how you just said you fell in love with a picture, right? And how do you avoid like basically just re? giving your spin or your perspective on something that already is?
1: Uh, I try not to avoid it. Yeah. So I'll try to blindly just copy it and take it. Yeah. But a lot of the times what I've realized is, even if I try to do that, it's still going to have a different outcome. Sure. Mm-hmm. So the artist, I, I see the artist like a filter, you know, always drawing inspirations from other, from from their world. But once it's filtered through their process, it becomes something completely different. So... I try not to even think about that. In fact I'll get really prideful and tell you who I stole it from. Yeah, yeah. And um so I, I personally I don't think that's even a question. In terms of something I would worry about.
2: Good artists copy great artists steal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just like it's how it works, especially with film.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, um if you take something and it's blatant, then you're you know, that says more about you than anything. Then it becomes then that's when it's it's problematic. Right. But, you know, if you draw inspiration and filter it through your process, I'm sure it should give a personal twist to it.
3: Yeah.
2: Like for our last short film, we really tried to copy a certain technique from a film. And um, from No Plow, we tried to copy uh, Yorgos Lanthimos style. And the
1: Sacred Deers. Uh, yeah.
2: Sacred Deer, Lobster. Um, the, all that and well, we failed. Yeah, <laughs> it was just totally something different. Yeah, even yeah. though we really tried to like copy it exactly. And, and so.
1: even if I tell you that, and you went back and tried to look for the similarities, you probably still wouldn't even see them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, awesome. All right. So you guys, you guys alluded to a couple of you know your own projects. Let's let's rewind back. Uh, Colors of Mind. Explain this project and how that came about.
1: Man, that kind of touched me. Uh, hearing that. That was supposed to be the very first project we did. Yeah. I mean, we were supposed to do. But a lot of conflicts rose from it. For example, we... Well, I thought I was trying to put together a sponsorship between the setting where I wanted the location to take place yeah, and uh, this, uh, with the story. And I thought, you know, if we sponsored their their brand and associated with the mansion that I, that I wanted to shoot it in, then perhaps they would... Um, it would compensate for some of the uh, pricing, the fees. I, we didn't really have an access to money, and that's why I rely on good ideas. Because yeah. so, I know I don't have access to money, and um, that's how I, I can get to uh, collaborate with other talented people. But with colors, yeah, uh, the sponsorship did fall through. And by that time, after I made No Plow, yeah. I began to think a little bit differently uh, towards the kind of filmmaking that I wanted to pursue Colors of the mind was very surreal, just like no plow was and for some reason, it just felt like it would have been lazy to kind of do another surreal film um I wanted to show that I could do a a narrative film a a linear a a a good story yeah. without having to rely on um uh, the surreal uh kind of curtain where oh yeah like that 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 had a purpose <laughs> right. <laughs> right right right, um, so yeah, that's what inspired no good deed. Uh it's a story, it's narrative, it's not surreal. And I wanted to show that, you know, I can make these kind of films as well, not just surreal films.
0: Sure. So so Morgan, were you a part of uh Colors of the mind
1: Well,
2: yes. Um I it's still pretty much like in the works I would say, okay. I guess.
0: So what yeah. what is that about? What's what's the the narrative there? Without,
1: you know, I guess spilling oh. the beans, so to speak. Yeah, um I guess a delusional schizophrenic uh, painter who attempts to paint his uh, magnum opus before he loses his mind. So I wanted like to it. show like this little race between his mental decay and his drive to finish one last painting. I like it, um, and everything else in between that that brings. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Wow. Yeah, you can go off like crazy with that. Literally. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So explain. Uh, so the no plow stops for the dead. Uh, describe the plot there. And how that come about? This is a good story uh, with
1: no plow. Wait,
0: this was the painting one, right? Yeah, this was the painting one. Explain this, how you saw a
1: painting and you got inspired. So I came across a a painting and uh, the fall of Icarus. Okay. That's the name of the painting. And it's displaying this plowman um, shoving his whatever he had. Uh, This was in the biblical periods. Sure. Uh, I'm not sure what he was carrying, but uh, he was going his merry way as icarus was drowning in the far right of the uh painting so uh and the co- and the name of the painting is called no plow stops for the dying man gotcha so um uh, so yeah i literally took it and uh named it no St- no plow stops for the dead and we kind of used the color uh the color grading of the or the tones that the painting was trying to illustrate with the color grading to kind of make it seem even more um, symmetric and it just depicts you know no matter whose uh miseries no matter whose sadness life is going to go on yeah and no plow stops for the dying man uh, that's what it's symbolizing how icarus was drowning you know icarus this being yeah but you know this man is going on about his day yeah he got things to do yeah <laughs> um and
0: that is just, that's scary and like wild all at the same time um so is this the one that you guys entered into the film festival?
1: Yeah, uh, Penn Film Festival. We, we knew we had some time before Colors of the Mind um, came about. So we decided to practice because I had never directed before. Yeah. So we thought this would be a good time to build some chemistry and practice. So we had about uh, four days to make it, literally. What? And, we were, and that's with an extension. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe no, we, five you're days. saying four or forty four four days wow yeah so um but that's impressive other people yeah other people knew about it for months but so yeah with four uh days my friend began so my friend olson from penn yeah he has this technique where he's uh he finds quality through quantity he'll give me 10 ideas uh, nine of them will stink. But that one idea that I really draw from, I create a whole world out of it. Wow. So that's how we kind of, our uh, process been like, and for No Good Deed, that's also how the story came about. Okay. From him, you know, just giving me trash idea after trash idea. <laughs> yeah. Until he finally <laughs> gave me one, and I told him, stop. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, this is the one.
0: Nice. So so you submitted this project. H- how the heck did it happen? What did those four days look like? Oh, cool. um, hell. <laughs> <laughs> so it was hell week. Seriously, Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, it. just time is, like, the most valuable thing with, like, filmmaking, yeah. in one of my opinions, um, just because, like, preparation, like, if you go in not knowing what you want to do, it just doesn't end up well, right. which is what we did, right. and it ended <laughs> up as it. something, <laughs> but I was, like, really happy with the outcome still, and, like, even though that's hell in the time, and that's all you're thinking about, and it's, like, this is going to go wrong, this can go wrong, whatnot. Um in the end, like you're still learning a ton, and it's just like, I don't know. You're making movies as your career, so yeah. It's still, it's,
0: did yeah. the four days include like auditioning and everything too, or was that outside of that?
1: We didn't do audition. We yeah, just told people to show up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we didn't have time to do the audition because I'm you know, struggling to come up with a uh, script with uh, which Olson helped me write. It w- the outcome was completely accidental. Um, we were going for a, a, a different purpose. We were trying to symbolize something else, and it it just didn't work. Uh, we were trying to convey how people were t- can talk over each other and not you know not f- not listen to each other and just have focus on their own agenda. yeah, so we wanted to do that through dialogue, but it was it wasn't um well produced and it became something else that's when um, I started getting inspirations from the painting and
0: Nice. So, so for you, the whole, you're, you're, you're filming this and you're also editing all at the same time. How does that work?
2: No, I didn't edit. Oh, um, really? Mm, wow. No, I don't really like to edit that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, just cause like I'm too much of a perfectionist. Yeah. So it would take me forever to finish any type of edit. Um, so I, I just like to stick with camera work with that, but I had to come up with like the shot list before, um, which takes a long time and, uh, just like figure out all like the equipment and lenses and stuff. So it wasn't much time to do that mm-hmm. at all. But that's like just what we knew going in. So it was kind of like a, a challenge that we all accepted. Yeah. It was like, all right, let's just do it.
0: Yeah. So everything you, own, I mean, everything you film, you use?
2: Uh, no. Uh, you mean for like everything? For product? like on the final product? We cut it in half.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Probably even more. Yeah. And that was uh, completely Morgan's idea, recommendation was we were, we were watching it. Something was very incoherent about it. So then we started cutting down. And that's when we started realizing we don't need this, we don't need this, and then f- from doing that, it became completely something else, which we were okay with, because we know that was probably the best version that that mm. could have been. Yep. And I feel like we made the most of it. And, and so, the, like, yeah. S- Sid, Sid, our editor, he did an amazing job. Wow. That's, this is like fascinating yeah, to me. So, so you have all these
0: shots. Um, you're still coming up with a storyline basically yeah. like as the days go. So h- how how does that look on day four where, I mean, are you running to the clock like literally to midnight or is it something you had to submit? And also, can you tell us how long, was there a, um, like a time that you had to meet that have to be more than two minutes and 30 minutes, somewhere in between there, or how, how does that work?
1: It looked chaotic, and we it took us six hours to shoot, so we had fifty-two minutes of footage. We used four minutes, three minutes, wow, and uh, we just tried to make the most of it. And
2: yeah, that the edit did run to the last second on Ow. like five six a.m. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was <laughs> yeah. ed, I was
1: editing the scripts up to the day of the shooting, hours before the shooting, <laughs> and the shot list
2: too. So and Morgan
1: yeah. was working on the shot list hours before the shoot and um and this isn't recommended like this is no 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 (laughs) this i love the chaos but yeah it was just like
2: what we accepted going into it kind of so
1: yeah and i'm glad that it went that way as well because it was a far it was such a learning experience and the purpose of that short was to kind of practice and i think it did us wonder i'm glad that we got that first one out the way yeah because now we're going to definitely be better equipped and more prepared
0: so so what does that look like for the whole film festival uh, Festival entry, right? So is it like a website you submit it through? How, how, how does that all work? What's that process look like? Yeah. Do they know you're going? Are they waiting for you they to submit are. it? They gave okay. us an
1: extension. Um, we uh, sent it to them on the day of. They chose who's who's going to participate. And uh, we went to the screening of the films as well. Uh, and then they cut it down to uh further top four, I believe. And then they narrowed it down to like, you know, Third, for second, or first, but um, how many was it to begin with? How many films? Were I think in thirty, I believe thirty-two, oh, well, okay. thirty. Yeah, wow. And um, I completely disagreed with their list, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But you weren't biased at all. I don't <laughs> want to <tell> say <laughs> I try to be objective, but even even some of my favorite ones didn't even make the finalists, which was strange to me. And um, but I just feel like they really catered towards comedy. It seemed like they liked oh, the okay. and. Our short was the complete opposite of that. <laughs> right, <so>. right right right, <laughs> yeah, so w- what did you think about the outcome, Morgan?
2: um, it was just what I expected, yeah. well, it's not, it totally became something totally new, but the chaos of it was expected, yeah, and yeah, so I knew that it was just gonna be pretty rough for a while, um but it's still a huge learning experience, and like I like challenges, so yeah, it was yeah,
0: what's super like for me, admirable is. I, I'm a man of my word, so when I say I'm going to do something, I do it, right? So it's like you guys all kind of like on some like brotherhood thing and said, let's do it, and yeah. you stuck together. And then yeah. not only that, even though you knew it was going to be chaotic and probably didn't get zero sleep or whatever, but it's that you still pulled it off. You still went through with it. You still showed up day in and day out, even how probably, you know, you guys were pulling your hair out, whatever. Yeah. That's, that's, I was
1: I was miserable. <laughs> yeah. Well, me. yeah, I don't know if anyone would be happy doing that time. <laughs> 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 No. <laughs> I, I just felt like my vision wasn't coming out, and I was so frustrated, but, yeah, like, Morgan told me, uh, you didn't even, you didn't notice, right? What? My frustration? No. no. Um, that was just something I really tried to hide, because, you know, it's weird when people are looking for at you for, like, instructions, and yeah. if it's your first time, so... Can you imagine the directors looking frustrated how everybody else should feel? Right, yeah. right, right. So I, I just try to mask it to the best of my abilities.
2: But like you said, you were talking about, like, you know, we got through it and yeah. everything. And that's, like, something that I always had a um, a lot of trouble with, like, with my own projects. Yeah. Was, like, I would shoot something, like, just my own passion project or whatever. Yeah. Or do tons of work for it. And I'd never, ever finish it. Right. Mm-hmm. I'd, like, get really close and just, like... Just be done with it, um, yeah. like, cause either I just like, maybe I was afraid of like how I was gonna turn out, or like maybe I just like, didn't like it already or whatever. Yeah. So it's really cool and like admirable to me that Steve like, when he starts something, he does finish it. So that kind of like helps me too with it. So yeah, it's a good partnership in that type of way.
0: And it and it builds the bond for future projects, right? So it's like, well. We've been through Hell Mac already, which, yeah. you know, obviously that was a decision that, you know, we made. But like I say, it's like you had the guts to to do it and pull it off. Um, and you got far, far <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. It makes it even better. Imagine what you can do with a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you say, funding, uh, possibly.
1: Yeah. yeah um, that's why No Good Deed is going to be. Yeah. It's going to be great.
0: Um, so what was, you know, your, your biggest takeaways from that? Was it just... Um, the experience in all or was it the planning? Um, what's your just biggest takeaway that you know, dang well you're not doing for the
1: next short? Uh, well, obviously, without saying timing. The first thing I <laughs> the first thing I learned was um, it's okay if the project takes. You should let the project take a life of its own. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, I, I feel like I try to force some things and the pro it's weird like you you hear directors say part of the uh their advice is oh you know let it breathe let it take life yeah. of its own and you're like okay whatever that means yeah, yeah yeah but then when you actually experience it and it what they're saying is coming to life it's yeah it's it's very it's very cool yeah and but that's that was one of my biggest takeaways just let the story don't be too possessive don't be too controlling if this you know let the story go where it wants to go yeah
2: yeah, for me, it, it was actually like just something really technical. Um, I was talking about like how the zoom ins are like a popular trend in it. Sure. Um, and like zoom ins have always been a thing, but there's like a new way of doing it. And it's really just like, it's like its own language of like a camera movement. Yeah. Where, like you'll, they'll just be, I'm talking about like Yorgos Lanthimos films, he's um, okay. a Greek filmmaker. And we
1: shout out to Greece.
2: Yeah. And we're we're um, big fans of him, and like that's who we've been studying the movies of: Killing of a Sacred Deer, The Lobster, um, The Favorite, which was up for Best Picture last year. <laughs> that's like we tried to really copy this language that he creates. Um, like sometimes it would just be two characters sitting at a table, and they would just do shot reverse shot over the mm-hmm. shoulder, or whatever. Yeah. And they would just be talking about like something like really dry and not that haunting or something, but there would just be like this slow like creep in zoom in. Yeah. And yeah. it's like really yeah. creepy and I have to wear, like ambient through it. You know. he's, yeah. He's yeah.
1: Very, he's very he lets the camera be very intrus- intrusive and um yeah. yeah, I get jealous the way he, he does it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Like we we try to copy it. And yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. I, I like I he just must have so much calculation to it beforehand and like yeah totally figure it completely out and have all the best I don't know. I just yeah. don't really know how he did it so smoothly and
0: Greatly.
1: I watched the sacred, the killing of a sacred deer, three times this past weekend. Three wow. times. just I,
0: trying to dissect.
1: Yeah, just the movement. camera movement. Because it, at one point it becomes where you're not even paying t- attention to the story anymore. Now you're just like kind of focusing on the pace of the of the camera movement,
0: mm-hmm. and it's telling its own story, really. Right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um,
1: that's fascinating.
0: Um, so so tell us. Uh, is there a genre you wouldn't do? Like, I know you mentioned something about comedy. I wouldn't and, do comedy. <laughs> 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 um, wouldn't now, and, do comedy. And, and does this, do you guys believe this just is a natural thing that basically goes with one's personality? Like, if someone's kind of like a dry humorist or whatever, is that's kind of what they lean or if someone's dark, and we, we had a filmmaker who was very fascinated with dark comedy. Sure. And so that's what he leans towards. Is that kind of how that works or or is that the best fit for you all or for you you're a cinematographer and maybe that's not your genre that you you know you get Mm -hmm. the the job that you take on but you're still trying to do your best how does that work
2: i guess like now i'm just again i'm trying to take whatever's like the best opportunity for me yeah so i'll really take on anything in any type of genre um but i definitely will love something that is like a genre that i do love so horror Okay. Um That was, I gaffed for a project, which isn't a uh, cinematographer, it's just doing the lighting for it. Okay. Um, which can be a big role in itself, and lighting is something that is overlooked a lot from just like yeah. mainstream, whatever. Um, but I, I got to light a horror recently uh, called Bewer, and it was just like super fun because like horror is probably my favorite genre. Yeah. Um, because I feel like you can become the most creative with it and just like make its, you make your own like rules and its own reality and stuff. And like still kind of feel like real because you're really connecting on a, on like a scary emotional level. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's making any sense. But, Absolutely. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I get, I got to get like all these brand new super cool lights and like get super experimental, experimental with it yeah. and all that.
0: That's awesome. We had a speaking of lighting. I mean, we're, we had a couple films made for us. I do uh, like motivational talks and stuff like that. and we had um, basically created like a motivational um, video to to my track. And speaking on natural lighting, I found out you know you you while you're in it, you start to learn and you know uh, mm-hmm. some of the processes. We had no idea, and this filmmaker's in here, and we're in this barbershop shooting a scene. Literally waiting for like an hour because he didn't like the way the sun was coming in, and we're, we're all staring at each other like, Is he serious right now? Yeah. Like, in my mind, it wasn't that important, but clearly, in your, your all's mind, that is like yeah. everything it because is. his yep. name stamped on this film, you know uh-huh. what I mean? On this video.
2: Um, yeah, people get frustrated with me like all the time for <laughs> stuff like that. So, we're <laughs> sitting around eating
1: pizza, like I've, literally waiting. I appreciate when he does it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean I, it just like if you have time for it or not, like did the, sure. the AD schedule the timer didn't they? And then you you know, you gotta go with what the director says or whatever. Um but if you do have the time then like if you have an hour to set up a shot then you're probably gonna take an hour to set up
0: yeah. The and and it wasn't nothing crazy. Everything. I mean, it was an hour. It went by fast. Don't get me wrong. It mm-hmm. wasn't like he said we gotta wait till eight hours or something. <laughs> you know, it wasn't right. nothing crazy. It's like hour out, it's doable. All right, pizza's here, let's just all eat, take a break. And it worked. Mm-hmm. Right? It mm-hmm. just worked for us. Um, but I was fascinated, but he was like dead serious on that lighting. We we were outside trying to block and we were putting up like signs or like cardboard boxes yeah. to try to block and he's like, "Oh, well that's too dark." And he like, was just like, "Man." Yeah. Um and he he was adamant about lighting. He had he had a, uh, someone helping him like, you know, with all the angles. We, we, it was the first time we were seeing all this. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and there is an art to that. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly.
2: Yeah.
0: That's, so is, yeah. is is that something where you have to have the right equipment for if you're trying to portray what's kind of in your mind.
2: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So that comes down to like the fundraising and stuff. Yeah. And not necessarily like with uh no good deed, like what we're going to shoot coming up. Yeah. Um, like I love equipment and I love like getting awesome, like lighting. Cause yeah, it's yeah. really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, but like, I know for what we're shooting coming up, like just natural lighting, like what's in those places, like it's at a church and a school and everything. So we're just going to use what's there because, I really, I don't know, I think like that, like you said, it's an art. Yeah. Like sometimes like just completely going with what is natural and what is available to you is sometimes smart. Yeah. Um, but I'll probably bring, bring like a few pieces of equipment, like bounce boards um, yeah. and stuff, but yeah. but yeah. But sometimes yeah. like
0: the best, like creativity pump comes out from the lack of like the highest kind of technology because you have to really know what you're doing with what little equipment you do have. Definitely.
2: For sure. Yeah. Um, just like, yeah, the less that you have can definitely inspire more creativity mm-hmm. with it. Um, personally though, I do like having as much as possible. Sure. So <laughs> you I, at least have options. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause then like, I know I have this and it's like, I, I just have so many random little things that fix every little random thing. That's yeah. It's the luxury <laughs> no, of having
0: but. options. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, there, there's a, there's a big luxury to that. Yeah. Um, Going back to the whole um film film festival thing, what is that like? Because this is almost like I'm not comparing the two, but you guys all know these um, television shows that are out there that someone's presenting their talent, and there's like five judges, right? whether it's singing, whether it's doing something crazy, whatever. and that's just what that that's just the nature of that business. but on a much larger scale. How is it when you're submitting to film festivals and you know you just went through Hell Week, right? That's kind of like your baby, and then you're just... This vulnerability, I guess, is like you're just handing it over to the world to then just judge. What, does that, what is that like?
1: Well, I think that's what makes it art. Yeah. Um, I think that's when art becomes art. Because at first, you know, if you're the only one who's kind of cherishing it and having laying your eyes on it, And it doesn't necessarily have that significance compared to when you've allowed the audience to digest it and see what they think. Because essentially, even though you think you're making something for yourself, it's most likely, you know, uh, it's going to become other people's property in a way. Right. So, um, you know, that's why I wouldn't necessarily say keep the audience in mind because sometimes with my ideas, I don't necessarily even know who I make my shorts for. But yeah, when it comes to the audience, I think that's one thing that shouldn't limit you. Sh- you should be as creative as possible, and and don't be scared to push the boundaries a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. What, Morgan, what about you? Um,
2: I, I, I haven't submitted many films to festivals just 'cause like I haven't directed many. Uh, again, like I either shoot it, light it, kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Um.
0: But even still, right, you're, you're kind of submitting your work to the director or yeah. it's kind of you're trying to, you know, commu- you guys are communicating on another level on what he wants. And now you're trying to translate that to from your ability. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like, is this what you wanted? It's almost like goose, you know, given haircuts. Someone's like telling him what you want and then you cut their hair. It's like, that's not what I wanted or right. that's exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meanwhile, he thinks he's doing the right thing. Right. Um, does, does that happen at all?
2: Yeah, I guess um, you just, like, know when it works and when it doesn't. Yeah. And that's part of, like, yeah, it's totally, like, a communication thing. A lot of communication. It's definitely a teamwork type of, like, business and art form. Like, and that's something that I didn't understand when I first started. Yeah. Is that I couldn't do this all by myself, which I always tried to do. Right, right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I didn't really, like, have, like, many film friends and stuff at the beginning. And um, so I just, like, just tried to be, like, super independent with it all yeah and just try to do it all by myself, but it's so much better when you do have a team and like people that you trust and rely on, and that just makes it so much better in the end
1: outside of stealing being one of the most important things, I think just surrounding yourself with talent is is i don't know what's more yeah. important stealing or surrounding yourself with talent <laughs> right um, but yeah,
0: or uh, talented thieves, not like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so w- what does that result, though? Like going back to the film festival and me saying the vulnerability of someone judging you, and you're bi- and and Steve, you're saying that's you know that's what art is or that's what makes it. Does that define you, right? So like if is th- or is that like a motivator? So you came in, you know, top three, top five. So now I'm like, this is who I am. I'm competitive in that sense. Almost like does competitiveness interfere with the art form? Mm. See what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. I would say for me, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also just, like, was I happy with it? Did I think that it was good? Right. So, yeah, in that sense, like, that's all I do kind of really care about. And, of course, like, great feedback is awesome. Like, yeah. And it feels really good. And if everyone really likes it and compliments it and says, you know, I really liked what you did there. Yeah. Um, but I know in the end, like, like if they call me back to work on something or whatever, then I know that I did a good job. Or That's, like, the
0: ultimate compliment. Mm-hmm.
2: And, like... You could be competing against other people that are totally more experienced, with totally more funding and whatnot. So it's right, like, right. I don't know. I, I don't take film festivals hard or anything like that. Sure. Um, but I'll just be on my hard on myself yeah. for like the job that I'm watching on screen and whatever. But yeah
0: so how, how did, but how do you get to the next level? Is it through film festivals or is it just someone discovering you because we I went to school with a buddy college buddy at temple same thing uh, he roomed with somebody and they're they're constantly writing constantly submitting things um, and it's definitely not easy right um, and there's a lot of competition out there mm-hmm. um, is how, is that how do you get discovered I guess is what i'm is it now because now we live in a different era right? Prior, you're talking '80s or whatever. There wasn't social media, so it's like Mm -hmm. you have a little bit more access, I guess, to Mm -hmm. get Mm -hmm. your stuff seen—YouTube or whatever it is. Um, Totally different. Mm. Yeah. But is that how one gets noticed? Like, I know, like a breaking artist, like a you know, like a new country singer or a new rapper or whatever. It's easy. I mean, it's right there. It's in our face. All these websites are promoting them Mm. because they're popular and they go viral. Mm -hmm. Is that what happens in film as well, or?
2: It definitely can. And every like studios in Hollywood and stuff are always looking for like the young like next great cinematographer sure. director, what, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um but yeah, like and being in a city, like that's a big deal, like being in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um for me it's just been a snowball effect. And so I'm kind of just hoping it's like this incline of different gigs and different films and stuff. And that's kind of how it's been. Like yeah. if I did a good job on this one film and someone else was on it and they recognize that, and they're calling me back for something, hmm. and that could become something bigger. Right. And that could become something bigger. Right. So that's kind of how I'm going with it. I'm trying to build, like, my portfolio and resume and fill it up with, like, as much as I can yeah. in Philly. And then everyone says move out to L.A. Right. So <laughs> that's, like, the That's other what
0: part. my buddy did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <So it's> like, <laughs> I didn't think that was the case, but that is the case. Mm-hmm. Or, or what about you, Steve?
1: Um, just make the best piece of project you can. Yeah. And, and then let it go from there. Just if you can... You know put your best foot forward um you know my goal was to make a 10 minute short with you know the very little access of things access of things i i I did have access to and my goal was to show that i can make a high quality film with not that much um not necessarily not access to many things and if i can do it with a 10 minutes you know imagine if you funded a feature right and that would be that that's always the goal to get into the um the feature, feature space points. yeah so uh, so what's the ultimate
0: goal for you and what's the ultimate goal for you morgan
1: well uh at the moment <laughs> i guess just see where see where things go just make the best piece of work that i that i'm capable of doing yeah um and then just see if just see where it goes from there i guess yeah sure and morgan what about you
2: to like work on really big stuff that like I want to work on. Yeah. Um, so like the features that I watch and everything. And yeah. Just like be a like, cin-
0: a, like a feature horror film?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The next um like A twenty four big thing or something like that. The cinematographer or and I I guess the ultimate goal is honestly to direct, but I want to master cinematography first before getting to that.
0: Yeah. So, how is? Have you guys ever worked with quote talent? You know, we were talking about um,
1: like audition. Yeah,
0: like auditioning people. Um, Can that make or break a film? Someone's. You know, I mean, in your opinion.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. One of my weaknesses at the moment is I'm not that good at really judging a a performance. Yeah. So I'm definitely trying to work on that, but I definitely do see that's that's one of my weaknesses, and it it can translate. You know. Because sometimes there are people that, are, that just feel, fit the mold of the character that you're portraying. And um, with the story with uh, with No Good Deed was, I, I initially did have that role uh, set up, but I saw a buddy of mine from middle school. Yeah. I saw him on the street, and um, hmm. he looked exactly like he did in seventh grade. Wow. So um, I saw him, and he looked perfect. As soon as I saw him, I saw the character of... uh, that i wrote about and i immediately searched him up on facebook and i contacted him hey uh i'm doing this short you look like the part what do you think and i didn't even have him a friend on facebook (laughs) (laughs) so i I just messaged him out of nowhere he was like oh i'm actually taking acting classes (laughs) what so uh
2: and he he did a great job like he wow i have like a lot of faith in this upcoming yeah, project because the he, casting.
1: yeah. And this is Dwayne Johnson, guys. The Rock, they <laughs> are. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, so, uh, but, and I guess this is the first time where I feel like the character looks the way he yeah. should look. That sets the vibe. That yeah, sets the sure. whole tone. For sure.
0: It and brings to life what you had in your head.
1: So, yeah. um, but at the same time I told him, like one of his suggestions was he really enjoyed the script and he said, can we change the, the uh, character's name?
3: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, um, and I was like, absolutely. And I told him, like, it's your character. Like, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then I changed the name, and I literally resend it to him with the the update. That's awesome. Um. So, so it's been a it's been a satisfying process thus far.
0: Yeah, um, but it's interesting. Also, what you're saying, Morgan, is um, eventually getting into uh, directing, ultimately or eventually, um, because when you know in my basic career uh you know there's certain jobs I, I they advise me to do first mm-hmm. if i eventually i was going to manage those you know those mm-hmm. those jobs so it's like you can't really manage someone if you didn't do it yourself you can to an extent but you don't understand really what they're going through right. um, and they say this about actors um where they're so good they're almost, without even saying anything, communicating with the director. They know exactly where to stand, exactly how, you know, the lighting, they know exactly yeah. where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, ju- I think that's going to be, obviously for your benefit, clearly your strategy.
2: Yeah, I just like to, um, like for Temple, you could do like a concentration to study for. Right. Hmm. Um, but I just went in general because I, well, one, I was brand new to film. Like in yeah. my high school, we didn't have any film classes or anything. Right. So I didn't know what aspect of filmmaking I liked. And as I went on, like realized that I like all of it, right, um, even editing back in the day, but that's one that I kind of like
0: <laughs> like give somebody else, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of knowing the the parts to eventually then being a director, yeah, um, just
2: uh like I took like an acting class because that's that's cool, you like you're just gonna understand everyone's world and every part of it, and that's exactly. gonna just make you better in general, yeah, um, I think, and uh for like cinematography, like I haven't been doing a cinematographer's job until really recently and um, that's because like I wanted to master gaffing first, like the lighting of the film. Sure. And so I did a ton of shorts doing that for like, just like pack them all into a few months. Um, so I got all that experience and now that's like prepared me a lot more for being a cinematographer for that reason.
0: That's yeah. awesome. Um so so is this what you just guys you just indulge in or or is there other things you have to do in life to get by right so how do you manage the you know like the work life experience like i don't know if you guys have significant others or whatever or you just this is all you do
2: uh it's getting to that point for me where it is really like all i do yeah and that's like um like scary but also really fun because it's like okay like I know I'm passionate about this I know I chose something that I really love and like I can just like I'm motivated with it so I want to get further with it and so like I'm okay with being just completely devoted to this and like like this is all I'm thinking about for (laughs) like the next who knows but yeah um
0: so yeah let me let me ask you guys something uh, outside and then I'll get back to that question for you Steve um With being so, I guess you critique other films and and while you're watching them, are you guys in a way almost spoil it for other people or you keep thoughts in your own head or you only watch movies with... (laughs) people who think alike like my dad was the absolute worst if he already watched a movie oh wait wait watch this watch 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 and it didn't even happen it was like dude you're (laughs) killing me it's not funny anymore there's no more suspense yeah Yeah. you know what I mean no (laughs) I hate when people do that it's it's awful it's like dude I can't do this I just get up and walk away it's brutal um is that how you are like in your own world or is it just kind of you have these thoughts in your own mind like damn that was a terrible shot why would he do that or or that was a great shot how you know why would he do that
1: uh, with with watching film I kind of I see it as a, a uh, an individual activity for me yeah um, I like to see the ideas that I enjoy the things that made me jealous the uh, the kind of shots the the goal that the director had and just recently I went to the film by, uh, the, uh, the movies by myself I'd never done that before yeah, yeah, yeah. to uh, watch John Wick 3 and I just loved it yeah so from you know just watching films alone and and really like for example watching sacred the say the killing of a sacred deer three times over the weekend it's you know you're looking for something and it it just you're more there if you're by yourself yeah mm-hmm. so um that's how i really dive into um uh, i guess study mode i don't know what i'm looking for i'm just just trying to see what i like and why i liked it yeah and from then on, just see how that could be incorporated. Or if I see a scene that I like and I feel like if he had done this, it would have been better. Sure, I'll do the I'll do the uh, same scene with my recommendation. Nice. Um,
0: this guy's giving out recommendations to people. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen here, pal. This is how I would have did it. <laughs> um, That's awesome. So you just digest it differently sure, now. Sure. As obviously, as a kid, when you're watching like Ninja Turtles or Three Ninjas, whatever it was, you're not you're watching it for entertainment value. Exactly. And now yeah. you digest it totally different.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Because my brother, he, he's a barber, and uh, <laughs> he's constantly <laughs> commenting on people's hair. Look at that messed up haircut! Like <laughs> watching a basketball game, right? Yeah. And we just start laughing because it's like. You, I'm. I see the same head of hair, and it, that that thought never crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he's like, man, I could have did a way better job. That fade is it's, terrible. Or
1: it's like it's like I see it. I could have done it in a different approach. That's like yeah. Like if you're the same thing with like, seen uh-huh. a
0: view of something, you probably have a different point of view, and you you would have done it different. Yeah. That's how I am. I like to critique stuff, but it's like, at my point of view. Yeah, because you're mean-
1: like. You're always in that world, yeah. And yeah, you're always yeah. kind of just—that's how you're seeing things through. Like yeah. if I see a, a cool sight, like out of nowhere, I'm like, "Oh man! If this was in front of a camera." Yeah. And then you try to study what drew you to that uh, scene, and mm-hmm. and um, see how you can recreate it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all about life experiences, and
0: that's cool. Yeah. So Morgan, do you you are same way? You gotta watch them by yourself, or
2: I mean, I'll do whatever. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna be. I mean, I'm definitely it's at like, this excuse point. excuse me,
0: I need to, uh, <laughs> I need to critique and this. digest this. I
2: need to uh, <laughs> calibrate the TV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're saying for Game of Thrones, like, <laughs> that was like the meme was like, everyone had to calibrate their TV or whatever. <laughs>
3: it's hysterical. Yeah. Um, um,
2: but yeah, no, like, I've definitely turned into a pretentious film nerd watching films at this point. But right. I'm, like, not going to let that ruin, like, the experience for other... I mean, I hope not. <laughs> sure. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I definitely don't talk during movies. Like, I'm, like, super focused in them. So I'm yeah. probably not the f- most fun to watch with anyway. Like, yeah. I agree with you on, like, the independent activity, if that's what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Like, that's how it kind of is for me. But I also enjoy, like, watching it with other people and, like, going to the theaters and stuff. Yeah. And talking about it after. Um. But, yeah, like, when I'm watching it, it really is, like... If I'm doing like a lot of cinematography at the time. So like right now, I'm just like watching the shots just go by. Like I'm like I'm really not paying attention to the story that much, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I am, like if I really enjoy the movie or whatnot. Sure. And other times like I'm I can't see anything else other than like <laughs> they decided to go with a medium shot here, they went with a wide shot here, which is like you just like can't turn it off like you were saying yeah. with like yeah. the haircut thing. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what you are seeing, and it's hard to yeah. turn that off sometimes.
1: And yeah. I, I just wanted to add: I, if I'm not watching films alone, I am watching them with my girlfriend. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> <right>. So speaking
0: <laughs> of that, so how, how does that work with the whole work-life balance? Is I, that is that?
1: I, I turn. She's become something of a movie buff. Oh well, that nice, helps. Yeah. <laughs> so it's actually a very enjoyable experience. It's just, okay. Um. Um. I'm viewing this experience with somebody else who is now also seeing it in the same way. So I really enjoy them now. Yeah. So
0: let's talk about, I'm going to put this question out there. Hopefully you guys can answer it. Let's talk about the complete package of all, all time most favorite film, movie, whatever. What do you mean the complete <laughs> package? Like, you like the, the storyline, the way it was shot, you just, everything about it is like, if maybe one day I can put together something similar, maybe hopefully better, but it has everything. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, wow, the shots were great, but the storyline sucked.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? well, <laughs> I have a thing. Uh, the Godfather 2, I believe, is the m- most perfect film ever made. <sighs> The um, Godfather. 2. Wow, I like that because I'm super. We're totally so, into mafia movies. And there so. was one more perfect movie. And do you remember? Uh, I oh, so Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. I now is, no, I
2: don't. Maybe. You told me the one time it was. Well, that was. Well, I changed my mind though. <laughs> 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 the, the first
1: seventy-five percent of that film is perfect. Yeah. And it's not a coincidence that it's the same director, Coppola. Yeah. And. Um, yeah so not a hundred Godfather two a hundred percent of that film is perfect. yeah, so I mean, other than that, I don't know what else
2: Godfather was better though.
1: Wow, <laughs> nice. I like it. That's wow. such a strange thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, all right, so fair enough. I no longer want to talk about this topic <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: All right, so last question just to you know top this whole bad boy off. Yes. Also Kubrick probably the most perfect director.
2: Cool. Two thousand one in Space Odyssey. Okay. Yep.
0: Nice. It's a good one. <laughs> cool. Um all right, so last question for the younger you, uh maybe the fifteen year old you or just a kid out there looking to kinda dive into the filmmaking industry. What's your recommendation for anyone trying to jump in? Obviously you guys are still in the mix and still, yeah. you know, learning yourselves, but if it's a like someone's fifteen mm-hmm and mm-hmm. already knows that's what this is what they want to do.
1: Like just do it. I mean, yeah. You know, um especially at 15, uh hopefully there's also an environment that's kind of pushing you towards sure. Uh your passion. Um but yeah, just with support, I think that's probably the other one cuz even though you're 15, like what do you really know? Sure. So, but if you have like a, a great support system, you know, also helping you that's that makes it so much easier yeah so yeah with support just do it yeah cliche Um, sheesh so cliche (laughs) um
2: i guess just like find out is it forced at all like do you enjoy doing it right um do you enjoy watching movies is there one that like really really like you know you just love and and most people it's gonna be yeah yeah so um i'd say like find your inspiration and go off of that and see if that inspira- if the inspiration sparks it into a hobby, and if the hobby starts it into a passion, and like just go with it, like keep continuing with it. Um, and uh, the other thing is to literally just go on YouTube, like yeah, great like advice. you can voice. learn Seriously. so much yeah. and become an amazing any position on YouTube, right? Just by going down that rabbit
1: hole. Yeah, YouTube has been the greatest book I've ever read. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> for sure. You, I could probably put together like a, a list of like all you kind of need to watch. It's just everything is there. Everything. Yeah. Everything. And there are so many. I think it's such a talent to make, be able to create great uh, video essays. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, but yeah, there are some amazing video essay essays out there just depicting and dissecting films. And allowing you to kind of open up your vision to like, oh, maybe I should start thinking this way right now. Right. And all through video essays, it's, it's tremendous.
0: Cool. Awesome. All right. So there you have it, folks. We'd like to wrap up with quotes. And the first one is by Anatoly France. To accomplish great things, we must not only act but also dream, not only plan but also believe. And the second one is by booker t washington you measure the size of the accomplishment by the obstacles you had to overcome to reach your goals so there you have it folks film Fest filmmaking in this episode we have special guests steve demba and morgan hart we cover topics that range from filmmaking cinematography creative processes film festivals and much more we wrap the episode up with quotes from anatoly france and booker t washington Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Fuse podcast was produced for self development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeValez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Fuse. If you have